Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Hello. Oh, oh no. Forrest, why are you doing a voice like that? <laughs> Seth. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man. How is it going, my dudes? It's going pretty well. Pretty good. Good. Um, Magnetic cars, am I right? Oh, my gosh. Or cars with big magnets in them? You know, I mean... How does it work? It's really unclear. You sound sound like an ICP fan saying, doing the magnets, how do they work? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's pretty good. uh, That's how I'm feeling right now. But, man... Uh, I mean, I want to get off to a uh, distracting note for a second, and I could not wait for the video game equivalent of me being able to drive down the road and just flip a magnet on in my car and draw cars close to me and then push them away. Thank you. Or draw your own car through a building into another car. Yeah. Thank you, Fast and the Furious 9. They're Uh, they're always breaking... They're baking bread. <laughs> baking bread. I don't know why I am thinking that. They're breaking boundaries. Yes. When it comes um, to the automotive field. It's a shame that their video game couldn't be more exciting. I know. Considering all of the exciting things that have happened in that franchise. So they you really should essentially... have waited till till after the magnet cars. Because that would have yeah. been that would have been a draw. They have become video game characters, basically. The whole franchise. If you want a good, you know, video game movie, uh, Fast and Furious as a franchise is good for you. Uh, It starts out Need for Speed Underground, uh, and it ends as like a weird mix between Burnout. A car version of Double May Cry? Burnout (laughs) slash Split Second slash... uh, Forza Horizon because there's a ton of different things. I you like can drive the car away. version of, of Devil May Cry. That's also yeah. a fa- that's also a good. Yeah, I, I call them like I see them. They did like yeah. drive down the the big building in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. So yeah, man, Dubai, Dubai, not Abu Dhabi. I mean, unless that's in Dubai, I have no clue. I don't know geography. Yeah. Welcome to Suplex of Sticks. We're a video game podcast. <laughs> um, I have played a geography video games. podcast. A geography podcast. It's a. Uh, I've. They played... are both in the United Arab Emirates. Hmm. Okay. The UAE. Uh, I have played a little more Outriders, but not enough to have a good opinion on it, uh, because Seth. So you Same. have a bad opinion I... on it. No. I have a mixed. I. I don't know. <laughs> that game <laughs> has layers. Uh, it's. Uh, it's like a ogre. Um, and... Or a parfait. Or a parfait, or an onion, or a cake. So Let's get them all out there. I've uh, I've played uh, a brand new game called uh, Mario Kart Eight <laughs> a lot. Uh, I don't know what caused this, but it's what's happening, and I'm trying to get gold trophies on all of 200 CC. And it's the ooh. cruise all over again. <laughs> it is the cruise all over again. Um, but yeah, Mario Kart is great. Uh, it's really fun and infuriating, and I love it. I've found that I'm getting really good at it now. Oh, no. And so that's where I'm at. That's competition. Um, 
The the other thing I've been playing I can talk about is Pac-Man 99. We didn't talk about this last week, but it did drop like right before our episode last week. Yes, they killed Mario and out of his body came forth Pac-Man. Yeah, like an alien chestburster. It popped yeah. out of the dead carcass of Mario. Yeah. And it waka waka into <laughs> uh, Pac-Man 99. And, you know, it's a fun game. But, and it's, uh, Seth, it would not surprise me if you're going to just tell me that you've won already. I uh, have not. <laughs> I do not like this game. Oh, okay. I do not. So here's the thing. Tetris 99, Genius. like Tetris, it has a built-in like scoring method, and that that directly translates to like the way blocks are sent out to other things. And it, and this is like a mechanic that they've brought from other Tetris games in the past. The mechanics, I. I Pac-Man 99 to me, it's like a black box. Like I do not understand how it works i don't know what to do to make my gameplay more effective um i don't know what like the modifiers are they just have names like i I understand what the one that makes you go faster is like the speed one um i don't i don't know like what do the pellets do um just the regular old pellets like i know that you eat ghosts and it shoots them to other people that's as far as I can figure out what it is you're supposed to do in this. So the and so the, it's and so it's just like I'm playing it and I was like I don't. What am I like? What is, what is the optimal way of doing this? I don't know, and I, because I can't figure it out, like I I don't, I don't know how to improve. Okay, it's, do you want some pro tips? Yeah, do you, give me do the you pro want tips. the tips? So. <clears throat> When you get the power pellets, it wipes all of the Pac-Mans that get sent to you that make you slow. Right, I um, know that. As well as not the red the ones, not the red ones, but it does freeze them in place. Yes, the fruit gets rid of the red ones. I know that. Well, the fruit also screen wipes to the next screen. Yes. So one of the main incentives to the game is not only eating the ghosts to send them to other people, but you have to get enough of the pellets to activate the fruit drop in the center so that you can screen wipe to your next screen. Um, and then that way that you can well. send more ghosts. So the the main point of the game is to just keep the cycle going. And what I've found that I start doing, uh, I, I go through like three screen wipes without eating ghosts. And so I let that train get really long. And then I just kind of fire them out there. I mean, I've um, done that too. Like, I, I had a run where I did that, and I took out a bunch of people really early, and then I've had runs where I've done that, and it's done, like, nothing. It's just, like, it feels like there is no... Like, there's no consistency between round to round of what you're doing. And, like, when you get the, when you get the fruit and it resets the screen, it's also a random amount of pellets that are there yeah it's always three quarters of the screen covered in pellets they sometimes leave it's out. none yeah sometimes it is none it is weird um it's just like i don't there's 
of there were in Tetris ninety nine. There were very like definable. This is where the attacks are coming from. This is what you have to do to overcome those attacks. Like it, it just it makes sense in my brain in a way that this game does not. Yeah, and I and it's like I think the concept of this is cool. Um, like I'm not a huge Pac Man head, um, but like I think it could work. But it's just like playing it. I just I don't don't know I don't know I don't know what to do. I I wish I understood some of the power the the weird like train power and stuff a little more. They don't have a good demo or explainer inside the game to really inform you with with which that really anything does in the game uh, but i find it enjoyable uh maybe because i'm better at pac-man than tetris so that's that's where uh i understand your frustration and appreciate it because i also feel that way a little bit uh but i feel like i am getting further in this than i consistently yeah. do in tetris i just wish there the game was like more transparent about what its mechanics were like there's nowhere you can go in the menu to look at what these different terms mean and how different things affect your gameplay right uh one and day I guess the idea be... is like trial and error but wh while you're doing that you're under fire by a million ghosts and evil pac-man mm -hmm. yeah I do you uh here's a question do you use the joystick or the d-pad because Pac-Man uh was like it's an arcade game it had it had a joystick yeah I use the d-pad smart man I don't like the joystick feel That's it doesn't I mean, feel like a Pac-Man joystick That's so true. it's yeah. it's a the Pac-Man joystick is an entirely different feel uh, Pac-Man is one of my favorite games to play at an arcade, uh, or like yeah. if I go to a Dave and Buster's or something. I love to sit they down and Pac play. Pac-Man at Dave and Buster's. Uh, yeah, they they have that. Um, they they either have like one of those giant Pac-Mans, um, kind of like they have the giant Space Invaders, uh, or they right. have that little. Uh, they have this little machine. Um, I didn't see it when we went there to the one in Gainesville. But I found it when I was there with Marianne and her family. Uh, there's a there's a machine up there where when you play it, it donates money to some foundation, and that has like Pac-Man, like a couple of other games in it. And so I just sat there and played Pac-Man for a while. So okay, so question to the whole group. So that means Forrest, wake up. Um, what? We got Tetris 99, we got Pac-Man 99. What is the next arcade game which becomes a battle royale for Nintendo's online service? <sighs> I have a I have a, a few ideas. Because the thing is like with Pac-Man they kind of created out of nowhere a multiplayer like battle aspect. So it doesn't necessarily have to be built into the game. Um but if it was what about Joust? <laughs> I was going to say Joust. <laughs> I was going to say Joust. That it was instantly only what was... the two of you. Well, so it would be insane. 
Seth, what was that game we played? Joust. What was that game um, we played on the Wii? Sports ball. Sports ball. It was basically Joust. Yeah. And it was really good. Bring back sports ball. Come on. So, what about Dragon's Lair? That would be kind of neat, I guess. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of what old game. Yeah. That... I think like uh Ooh, what's that like Brick Breaker? Mm, yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh I know it's not te- uh technically Nintendo, but it was on the NES like a Mega well, Pac-Man. Man. Pac-Man's not a Nintendo game. Well, yeah. A... That's fair. It's... Um I I think it'd be really cool to have like a Mega Man like a classic Mega Man style, uh kind of like yeah. Mario 99. Yeah. Mario 35. 35, sorry. Oops. Yeah. That, that would be a bit more uh a bit more straightforward, I guess. Yeah. Um, it in the groundwork would already be from Mario yeah. 35. You wouldn't be changing up too much. Um Yeah, Joust. I think the the natural answer like given Nintendo is Donkey Kong. Um yeah, climbing Which the vines. I would, I would be all about. Or, well, not climbing the vines. That's Donkey Kong Jr. I, I really, I like Donkey Kong. The other thing that I would like, uh, Dig Dug. Uh, so that's what I was thinking. Uh, right after y'all said like Brick Break or whatever. Brick Breaker. Yeah, Brick Breaker. My I guess it's like a phone game. That it's not really <laughs> like a. I don't think I ever played that on a console. I played that on like a flip phone. Burger um, Time ninety nine. I don't think I ever I've ever played Burger Time in my life. Yeah, yeah, me um, either. It is a classic. Uh, I've never played. <laughs> I was Snake. Snake. Oh. <laughs> that would be dope. I don't know how exactly it would work. That'd be fun because you yeah. would get different power ups. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like things that would shorten your tail and elongate other people's tails. I bet um, a bunch of these actually exist on phones. Yeah, oh, yeah. or like an IO type thing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, Forget about those. Yep. All right. Um, Seth, what have you played? Well, I, like you, played a bit of Outriders. Um, I would say I played more than you because... We played together, and I also played that content by myself um, because I was bored. (laughs) Um, So it's weird. Like David said, it's a very particular game. It really just loves to throw lots of lore and story at you all the time. Um, And it's got this thing where rather than just having a whole seamless world, it's the worlds are like, split up into different areas like and every time like you Kingdom go to an area Hearts there's two? there's this like three second cutscene of the guy opening a door or jumping across <laughs> a small gap or i don't know opening another door it's it leads it's really strange but it has this kind of endearing quality to it just in how weird it's presented and like the I don't I don't really know how to describe it. And it's 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 got I don't even know if you would call it a sense of humor cuz so there's this one mission I did that you are tasked by 
this the commander to go get one of her best lieutenants back. So you go to the you go to the area, um, and you hear some people who are trapped under rubble and they're digging out. You go move a rock with your massive uh, alien strength, and out comes um, someone from the enemy faction. And your character's about to shoot him. It's like, no, hold on. We're all, uh, we're all on the same side here. We're just trying to get out. Um, and after that guy comes out, the lieutenant. Uh, and so the guy from the other faction goes, all right, now let's get my other, my other friends out. And the lieutenant, he just like he pulls out a gun and he shoots the dude and throws a grenade in the hole to kill all the other people. Oh my god! Um, and he goes, this is war, soldier. Uh, you know, this is how it goes. And then out of nowhere, a bullet just comes and shoots him in the head, and he's dead. I mean, to be and, fair, he deserved it. Yeah, but it's so weird. Like, this is – it's such an absurd moment that is presented entirely straight face. Like, but at the same time, your character basically does not react at all to it. He's just like, oh, right. why, bo- why, why did I waste <laughs> my time doing this? And he turns around and goes back, and it's like – what is this world? Like, who is who is writing these seeds? It's so weird. But it's like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun in just the weird way everything is so absurdly heightened, but also no one cares. The, your character doesn't really care about anything that's happening. It's... It's, it's something. Um... One thing that I thought was very strange was um, <laughs> the the character shifts uh, from the intro to, like, I think I talked about it a little bit last time, um, but there is this sort of, like, anger towards your main character um, for coming back. And it's like, why are you mad? You're the one that put me to sleep. And you didn't come and get me. Like how <laughs> I I can't wake myself up out of cryo sleep. Like it took these random people um coming to get me. And it's um it's very strange. And also I don't think that the co-op is very two player friendly. Uh because like there was times where like you would be trying to skip stuff and I had no clue. And then also there was a time where I was trying to talk to a character and because you had selected a side mission, it was like pushing me through talking to that character, um, which is very strange. Yeah. And so I ended up just leaving that character interaction, which I mean was probably fine. It was probably flavor text that I didn't need to know or was useless. Uh, but it, it does like, it would help if it if pulled Seth or whoever you're playing with into that engagement also, maybe. But that might also be tedious. I don't know. How do you feel about that stuff? Um, I don't know. I mean, mm. I, it's just, it's so strange. It's just that every character who has a side mission to give you has just lines and lines of dialogue about it. And, I mean, I kind of, I appreciate the commitment to it of the world building but it's it's weird and it is tedious but also it's kind of endearing like i said it's it's this is a weird game at this point to parse like i'm not 
entirely sure how I feel about it, but I am kind of drawn to continue playing it. Yeah, of course. Uh, I agree with you. And I'm looking forward to playing it when we're on the same page. But uh, yeah, instead of because there was a point where Seth was like skipping a cutscene, and I'm like, and he's like, vote to skip cutscene. I'm like, no, I don't know <laughs> what this cutscene is. And then it was, it was just, just the guy through a door. <laughs> it was just the guy walking through a door, and so I didn't know to trust him <laughs> that that was a skippable cutscene. I thought he was just trying to power through to get to the next thing. It was very weird. How long is that cutscene anyway? Like a solid it's, twenty it's, yes. seconds. It, no, no. The opening the door. I, the opening the door is like three seconds long. I don't know. It's at least ten. It was enough for you to hold down a button that you have to cycle to get it to yeah, skip. That's true. That's. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a longer uh, one. But there are shorter ones. It's just, and it's. <laughs> I don't know. It's just strange. The the presentation of the game is peculiar. Yeah. Uh, but you got to remember also that this is made by People Can Fly, and they made Bulletstorm. <laughs> yeah. And they love. Yes. They do have a, 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 a way of doing things. Yes. Uh, and Bulletstorm is very good. Yeah. But it also presented itself as very serious while also being insane and also not being serious. It was very. It it was all it kind of felt this kind of weird, so, um, yeah. Was there anything else you played besides? Yes. So I've been uh, continuing through Dishonored two. Um, I haven't actually played it in a minute. I like just because I've reached a point where, like I said last time, I I don't really care about like the character and her motivations. Mm-hmm. And so um, the mechanics of, of the game had been enough to bring me up to this point. Um, but I, it's like I talked about Dishonored 1. I, I It's probably actually the same uh, amount of missions from the end of the game. But it's like when I got to the, the, the Tower of Dunwall mission in Dishonored 1 and how I said it, it's just like it, it feels like the game drug into to to really slow it just became really slow and tedious for me to move through um and that's kind of what i feel like the mission i'm doing at it right now is um so it's been a, i haven't touched it for a while um uh, but i will say i there was all there was a mission that i did appreciate though i think it not to say that it, it squandered the mechanics but it didn't let me just tell you you there is a mission where you have to go to um this guy's house where three years ago something happened that caused the big bad of the game to appear and be imbued with like immortality Mm. Uh, of course when you get there it's three years later um and you can't really glean too much because the one guy who's there is like gone insane um and so the outsider appears I, this is one thing I didn't like is that the outsider appears and directly intervenes by giving you this item which can let you jump backward three years in time. Um, and so what it then turns into is like a dishonored version of the mission f- from Titanfall 2. Okay. Um, where you are using it to 
jump back and forward in time in 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 the same space, but uh, where like the map in the present is different than the map in the past, and and there are like a door will be blocked in the present, and so you have to go back to the past to move through it, and then of course you, there's another door that's blocked. Um, it's really interesting. The a really cool thing about it is that the item you get also has like a screen that you can open up that allows you to see what is in like if what is it it kind of takes up like half of your vision and is showing you what is happening in the other uh timeline um so you can it's it's really neat and, and i mean it is just like how it was presented in titanfall 2 where you have to use time travel um to move through the space and get to where you need to go and figure out uh, what it was that happened. It, so it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely cool. I don't know that I liked it as much. Um, just because... I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to compare the two games because yeah. the speed is of, of the way things happen is entirely different. Um, but the other thing about that level is it takes all of your other powers away which was kind of i mean i get it like they they did it to force you into using uh the timepiece to solve puzzles rather than being able to use your movement abilities to get places um but it was kind of annoying but also i liked it but I think I would have liked it more if I could have used my powers. But then it would have been it would have been a lot easier. I don't know. It was a good level. Um, but uh, like I said, I haven't really gone back to it since, just because I don't. I just don't care about Emily. You know. Yeah. Do you think you'd be having this to, issue if you were playing as Corvo? Talk too much. I don't know because Corvo in the beginning of the game was also talking a lot, and I didn't really <laughs> like his voice. Increased budgets, baby. Yeah. Um, though I am curious the way some of the levels would go with the different power set. Um, so I don't know if it would be any different. Um, but yeah, this is it's just kind of where I'm at right now. Like I I keep meaning to get back in and and finish off this level and go get rid of Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, <laughs> I just have yet to do it. I'm sure by next episode I will have finished the game. All right. Hopefully you'll have played more Outriders with me also. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. It's possible. We'll, we'll try to we'll try to fit that in. <laughs> um Forest. <laughs> Let what, me check my itinerary. What have you played? Uh I've still been uh I've actually been barreling through thirteen Sentinels. Um I so I was under the impression that I did not have to do the combat sections, really. Um, that I could just straight up go through the story as much as I wanted. That's not true. It, it locks you out of playing certain character stories after a certain point in uh, each of their uh, sections. And you have to... There are like certain kinds of requirements you have to meet to unlock them again. You have to either play through a certain event in another character's episode or... Uh, like do a certain battle over in the combat section or unlock some mystery files, uh, which you can only 
do by doing the combat sections. So in, instead of doing the combat, which isn't even bad, it's a tactical RPG, it's fine. Um, uh, instead, I decided to go through every character's story that I could, and now I have locked myself out of every single one of them. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I'm still loving the story. It's insane as ever. And uh, now, and uh, the other day, I ran into a, a thing like, because this game story takes place all over the timeline, literally ranging from like 1944 all the way to 2186, maybe. Um, yeah, you were mentioning that last yeah. week. But um, I got to like that 22nd century part and they start referring to like what I think are the events of the past as just like a simulation that is being built in the future. And now I nothing makes sense in the game at all. <laughs> I feel like I'm going insane the more and more I get into this because like I'm, I'm unlocking more and more pieces of the puzzle but also in doing so, the bu the puzzle is expanding to ever more. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm finally getting, like, answers solved from things that I was wondering back about back in, like, the first hour of me playing. But now I have, like, a million other questions. Like, I don't, and I can't tell you what's happening at all. It sounds like it's right up your alley. <laughs> it is. I love it. Um, And I... I just, I can't explain it, though, which is the most frustrating part. I mean, don't, this game. It, it like, really has to be experienced. Yeah, don't, like, enough, like, there's enough weirdness around it that you don't have to explain it too yeah. much. I don't think. Uh, But, yeah, so uh, over this next week, uh, I'm going to barrel through the combat sections and hopefully get most, if not all of those done so that he can finish up the story. Uh, because like for some of the characters, like I'm almost all the way done with their plot lines. Um, and, but because of the way the lock system worked, I'm also only at the beginning of like two characters stories and I haven't been able to progress since in them. It's been hours. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I've kind of neglected seeing other characters' perspectives in favor of just having more of the story unfold, which may be a detriment to my understanding of the game. Yeah, it sounds like maybe it's your fault you're oh, missing puzzle pieces. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would think so. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I found... I found a pretty good rhythm for playing through this game and um, like because a lot of the story sections are you replaying um, what you've already done because there's a lot of like branching paths and stuff. Sometimes this is contextualized as the character actually being forcibly in a time loop um, and they'll acknowledge it or other times it's just like, oh, these characters are always kind of doing the same thing after school every day. So mm. you're able to split off your different events from there. Um, I I think it's pretty interesting how it does it all, though. It's very enjoyable. Um, also, really just, like, easy 
to get the hang of like once you find that rhythm um i'm clearing episodes of character stories in like five minutes which just leads to a constant like loop of just like wanting more out of the game like it's it's uh, this game all almost or no this game would really be good on a portable console like either the switch or the vita or something i think it could absolutely work on one of those um the story is very bite-sized even though it has just insane things going on all the time and you can lose yourself for hours in this uh, at a time but also like the way it's structured is just inherently like this would work on a handheld yeah and i'm if only surprised. there were a way a yeah. device you could attach to your phone and stream your console to it. Hmm. If only. If only. only I had one of those. <laughs> and, and had talked about it on this podcast. Hmm. I wonder what that could have been. And there's an yeah. Android version that you we'll can get. Know. We'll never know. It's not ringing a bell. We'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Those, these things only <laughs> exist in our imagination. I mean, I just used one. Yesterday in my head. Why wow, you conjured? Yeah, in your um, imagination. Wow, in my imagination. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got for this week. Uh, I've locked myself out of Thirteen Sentinels. <laughs> well, you haven't. You just gone to a part of the game that you don't want to play. It's not even that. Like I don't want to. It's just I'm so interested in the story that like I don't want to have to take myself away from it. Um, but alas, I do not have the choice. Yeah. Well, you gotta play the game to play the game. Yeah, if that's that, how it usually I, goes. <laughs> so, <laughs> usually, uh, uh, I can't, I can't bend it to my will yeah. and force my own rules upon it. All right. Well, with that, I think that's a pretty good spot for us to go ahead, uh, take a breather, and we will be back after the break. <laughs> And we're back. Hopefully during the break, you're going to all social media at Suplex the Sticks, checking us out and sharing the episodes and clips and occasionally news when we see something newsworthy uh, that we post on the social feeds. Um, share those with your friends, uh, tag them in them, let them know that there's a new episode and that you like it. Hopefully you like it. Uh, if not, you can let us know. Email us at suplexesticks at gmail.com with questions, comments, concerns, news. If you feel like we've slighted something or you think we should talk about it, um, like we left a piece of news out that you care about, um, maybe we'll go back around to it. I doubt it, but we'll see. <laughs> um, and join our Discord. All the links to all that stuff I mentioned are in the show notes below. Um, so you know, scroll up or click the little I or three dots, whatever your platform uses to show the show notes, um, do that. And you can go to any of the things I mentioned very easily. Now let's get to the news of the week. Um, big news. Uh, we knew that Resident Evil Village is coming next month anyway, 
but some data miners found that there's going to be a, a gameplay demo dropped soon. And then Capcom suspiciously, once that got found out, was like, hey, yeah, uh, let's have a uh, Resident Evil Village showcase on April 15th, which is uh, the day you're listening to this, if you listen to it the day it comes out. Um, and they said there's going to be some, a special surprise or something at this, which probably means the demo. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if it's a gameplay demo. I'm not sure I'm going to play it. I will. I need more. But you're going to play the oh, game. Oh, I know. But I enjoy well, but I like I enjoy this style of game a lot and I'm I want to get my hands on it soon as soon as I can, you know, as much as I can before the actual well, full release. It, it could be another demo like the first one which does not is not actually part of the game. It could be or it could be in the style of uh, two remake had a um, a thirty minute demo where you basically just played through the first section of the Raccoon City Police Department, um, mm-hmm. and you t- were just on a timer, and you could get through it as fast or as slow as you wanted, but you could only play it once. Um, it was a weird Interesting. thing, but I I wouldn't be surprised. So like if it if this demo is like actually a portion of the game instead of a separate thing like the maiden demo was then i could see it being like that to remake demo it's just the game comes out in like two weeks yeah i i don't need a gameplay yeah. demo two weeks especially if the progress doesn't it's carry true. over or anything right i know you're a stickler for that yeah Especially, Rightfully so. Especially when, like, 30 minutes of this game will be, like... I mean, the game, I'm assuming, is going to be, like, eight hours long. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like... I, I'll just stick that 30 minutes. I'll stick to that when I play the game. Yeah, that's um, fair. Now, I did see some stuff on Twitter. Uh, I'm assuming they'll go through... I don't want to spoil the showcase, I guess, but, like, there's going to be, like, hunting in this game. And, yes. like, crafting with that. I don't like that. I think that's dumb. That's don't, strange. Don't, don't make this a Far Cry 5 mixed with Resident Evil. Um, I don't need that. I want the game to be atmospheric and horror vibes and adding hunting and you like selling the meat to the store guy and using the skin. I, I don't need that in Resident Evil. That only serves to, if that is in the game, which I can't remember where I saw it. it was, but it was a news site that tweeted about it, and I read the article. I know Game Informer published a video okay, so about it, it today, Informer. so it was probably them. That's so, their monthly coverage. But that only serves to fulfill the rumor that this was not a Resident Evil game that was then turned into a Resident Evil game, if you ask me. Because that... <laughs> why does that need to be in this? At all. I mean, I'm not sure about that necessarily. Um, because, I don't know. It's I, I agree that it's weird, but I also don't think that it's out of the realm of something that they would do in a game like this. Well, we'll see. Like in I need to in see. trying to expand 
the formula that was successful in seven. Like I don't necessarily think it's a great idea, but generally right. that's that's kind of how these things tend to work, is they become more and more open as more are created. Also, since it all feeds into the upgrade system, both like for the character upgrade and the weapon upgrades, uh, I feel like it at least makes the player more proactive in being able to get those upgrades um, at the pace that they kind of choose as opposed to spacing it out and possibly even missing them during a regular playthrough, you know? So, I mean... This is going to be dumb. We're talking about this game and, <laughs> and forming opinions before it comes out. But you have to think that that's going to affect the game economy of suspense. Because if yeah. you have enough bullets to hunt animals, then you're going to have a plentiful amount of bullets to deal with the zombies and assorted things out there. Well, it could also be specific segments of the game. That's true. That like yeah, because because I that, doubt you're like, going to be going from the village to the castle just willy nilly, you know. Right, because it's it's most likely Maybe. going to follow like specific, not it's going to guide you in certain ways, um, and there yeah. are naturally going to be like so there will probably be segments where you're out in the woods for a certain amount of time, and if you can use these resources. Um, to kill animals, you'll be able to craft some stuff from it. Because there was light crafting. I mean, it wasn't really crafting. It was more like in 7 you could find collectibles that would allow you to unlock upgrades for stuff. So, but that yeah. that's that's been a Resident Evil staple, like stacking certain things and combining them. But right. I'm talking like selling the meat to this shop guy and then using it to craft ammo pouches and stuff is not... That's that is not where Resident Evil. I mean, Evil's I just think before. it, but it's mo- it's just a different, like a different dressing on top of the same system. Assuming it's that. not, it, assuming it's not like a thing you can do infinitely. Yeah, right. It's a different means to the same end. It's just that like we've had before. instead of instead of finding a coin that's hiding under a porch. You have to go kill this wolf. That's hiding so under the porch. Yeah. Kill, f- kill five wolves. But to of get course, like like I said, that is assuming that it's not oh, like wait. an infi- a thing you can just do endlessly. We could see this village showcase tomorrow, and I could be proven completely wrong, or uh, completely right, or completely right, and we'll see. I'm very I'm interested to see. I, once again, I'm going to play this game. I have it paid off already, so like. I, you know, I'm here. I've, I'm ready for it. Um, it's just some of the stuff I saw in that Game Inform article made me a little skeptical, concerned. I was like, hmm, that's, that doesn't, like, I want the horror vibe to be there, and that doesn't feel like it's going to give me that. So we'll see. Um, not that I'm like itching to play horror games because I could just play like Outlast or something and get scared. That's not what I want. I like, I like what Resident Evil Seven did a lot. And man, uh, fun fun shout out uh, Seth and Forrest. Uh, Chris and Andrea just played through Resident Evil Seven together. 
Oh, and they fun. agree it's the second best game of 2020. I don't know about that. Uh, they they weren't a part of our list, so I can't speak for them. But I will but say... But we, we do all agree. Yeah, yes. we do all agree. Of all the games that came out in 2020, <laughs> Resident Evil 7 was second best. Um, so they... I, I told them about my harrowing adventure through the last section of that game where... I didn't know that you could close doors. <laughs> and they were just as perplexed as both of you. Um, so that was my true, uh, wow, David, could you not just pay attention a little bit? Uh, I mean, you also didn't know you could, like, how to open doors correctly at the beginning. That's, <laughs> I, I'm, you're right. You're absolutely But now he knows. And eight is going to go so much smoother if there are doors, because doors are hard to program, according to that one. It's true. Oh, there is a meme that's going on about that. Apparently, they're hard to open from. and close I mean, too. That, I guess that kind of that kind of explains Outriders thing. It's like just make it a cutscene. Yeah, sure. It's two I mean, seconds long. In the classic Resident Evils, the going through a door was a cutscene. You're right. Hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, you should be. All right. Let's let's. I, for, let's I keep forgive going. you. Thank you. Uh, I harbor resentment towards mm, your yawn. You're allowed mm. to do that. Um, Sonic Colors Remastered was leaked by a voiceover studio uh, for December of this year. Who knows if that's actually coming or if it's true. Uh, did either of you play Sonic Colors mm. on the Wii? No. I did I didn't not. have one. Um, let me tell you, there as was someone that worked version. at GameStop, there was not a DS version. Mm. I'm pretty sure. I'll I'll verify that. Um, as someone that worked at GameStop at the time, that game was a hot item. People really wanted Sonic Colors. There was a DS port. Oh, okay. Good. Well, it was, it was 2D. more like it was a different game yeah. with the same name. Yeah. In similarly themed levels, but uh, ultimately... I feel like I played the DS version, but I'm, I can't be... I'm not 100% sure. I know I've... Never mind. We don't need to go down what Sonic games we've played. Um, <laughs> Let's list them <laughs> off. That's Sonic. So, so Sonic Colors, I always wanted to play it, but at GameStop, it was always sold out. People... This was a hot ticket item. People love that game. People love it. And so um, last year... Was it last year, Seth? Do you remember? Like Sega promised like a ton of Sonic announcements. Yeah, um, I vaguely then, recall it. And then we never got any Sonic announcements, uh, which is fine. You know, last year was rough, and this year's also kind of rough. So who knows when we'll get all those Sonic announcements. But, um, you know, hopefully they come soon and, you know, they include a Sonic Colors remaster. Because I'll play it. I've heard so many good things. I'll play it. Um I personally, if there was a game out there, a Sonic, that they wanted to remaster, uh, I would want the one that came out with Blaze in it. I can't remember the name of it. Rush. Sonic Rush. I would love a remaster of Sonic Rush. And I think they got a second one in there, too. Yep. Um, Did you play those, Seth? No, those games did not look very good to me. Hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, they were fun. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so, it's it's a shame that you it was they were side scrolling. I understand uh, that, but games. but like 
the movement and obviously the sprites they looked very different from the OG uh, Sonic games. So yes. I was like, eh, I don't know, I'm not not really interested in this. I wish I liked the cat. Cool design though. Turns out I'm looking at uh, highly reviewed by a yes. ton of outlets. Yes. Sonic Rush. Uh, Russian colors were probably the two highest reviewed Sonic games from like the 2000s, you know? Yeah, possibly. What um, about the Bioware RPG, The Dark Brotherhood? Ah. It's mm. a good question. That game was also hard to get. Yes. But I don't know if it's because it was good. It's probably because they made didn't make a lot of them. I've heard varying reviews both on both ends of the positive and negative. Did you ever play that one, Sith? I did not. Mm. I was interested in it at some point, but I never played it. Yeah. Maybe they're just going to release a Sonic collection with all of these games. Uh, and, you know... Yeah, right. Another Sonic, Sonic, Sonic and the Black Knight. Uh, <laughs> Sonic. Sonic Gems collection. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So that that already exists. That was ah. Uh, I see. Man, Sonic games. You fooled Let me. Let us know your favorite Sonic games in the the Discord, and if you're Sonic R remaster. If your uh, if your answer is not Sonic Spinball, then you're probably doing something wrong. So Sonic 3D Spinball. <clears throat> I'm just I mean, throwing out ideas here. Yeah. Sonic 99. Uh, oh, my God. That would be... How would... Just an, en- just an endless runner. Yeah. There is an endless runner. There is runner one. For, yeah. On That's true. That's yep. true. Yep. It's not very good. No. Um, but I but played... But this would be like 2D the, style. I played the heck out of that, though, uh, back in high school. Oh. Wow. So I had nothing else to do. I don't know if there's any reaction to that besides Yeah, that, no. Just, so. Yeah, I agree with you. Wow. All right, so let's move on. What about uh, a sequel to that one Sonic Riders game? Sonic a threequel, if you will. Yes, because there was already a sequel. Sonic Bring Riders. Back, that's bring the back that he, one. The, the Albatross. Mm. What was his name? I don't remember any of their names. Oh, I should know this. I, I was... remember the big dude was an Albatross. Yeah. I Jet, was... Jet the Eagle, yes. I think. I don't remember the other's names. Albie the Albatross. Also, Jet was no. voiced by the same voice actor for Sonic yeah. in those games. So Yeah, they were basically the same character. Yeah, that too. Um, it's almost I, the same voice, except Jet's is just a little squawkier. Yes. I thought it was a pretty good pretty good kart racer. Sonic has pretty solid kart racers. Yeah. Sonic really picked up where Crash Bandicoot left off. Truly, Crash we Bandicoot thought, thought, walked so Sonic could drive. Yes, we thought we thought Jack was gonna pick up that torch. Mm. Uh, but then he put the tor- he put the torch back down. Yeah. yeah, you know, Naughty Dog's just got to remake Last of oh, Us One. Don't. Oh, we didn't talk about that last week. <laughs> Hot dog. Let's talk about that. That came out Saturday or Sunday, I think. Yeah, it was over oh. the weekend. Oh, er- buddy. What do you think of this, Seth? Are you excited? To I mean, replay? I'm not gonna play. It. I'm not gonna play it again. <laughs> You're not. You're not gonna spend no. seventy dollars to to no, play a I'm game not. that was already remastered once and already holds up as a modern video game as it is. Yeah, you can play it on your PS5, the and, remastered version on your PS5. And not enough technological improvements have been made to warrant a remake, unlike Resident Evil One and Resident Evil One's remake. 
which happened in a similar time well, span. I don't know that I would agree with that because there is a distinct graphical gap between the remaster of, of The Last of Us and what The Last of Us 2 has produced. Yeah, I can agree with that. Now, if you the Last of guess, Us Two visually is worlds above the Last of Us One. Yeah, I mean they did just give they just gave Last of Us One a shiny paint of coat for the remaster, which yeah. is the point. But yeah, I I don't understand where this is coming from. Money. It's to make me mad. That's I think that's where we're that's where Sony. It's just like, hey, man, you bought a PS5. Um, you know, we'll give you Ratchet and Clank, but Naughty Dog. <laughs> it's Naughty Dog is just going to make Last of Us's. That's and, a heck of a monkey's paw curl yeah. right there. And so you, know, you know, Naughty Dog co-president Evan Wells, He, as he said, he, he really wishes that they had another Jack and Daxter in development, but they don't. I really he wish wishes, too. He wishes they do. Wait, where, I mean, he, where did he is, this? When does you know, it come out? Uh, it was some... Where was it? Uh, an interview... Lord help me. Uh, transcribed by VGC. Lord help me. Was thought, I'm not going to yeah. tweet hatred on the internet today. <laughs> but. He said, we still love the characters, and I see what you guys, Insomniac, are doing with Ratchet and Clank, and that makes me wish we did. And we would have one in development because there's still a lot of love for Jack and Daxter in the studio, but they don't have one. <sighs> I'm not. I'm not going to go back to the old me. The last time I, <laughs> You're a the last man. time I would have done this, I promised myself maybe I wouldn't do it again because Seth and I really went hard on the internet after Isaac after the Incineroar and and Piranha Plant announcement. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, that was total that was troll mode engaged for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if I can do it again, but Neil Druckmann, you're on the list, buddy. And <laughs> buddy. I hate coming you. For you. I, I hate you. <laughs> I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I don't like you. And your politics are bad and you think what you like is deep and you're dumb. Make Jack and Daxter. It's better than anything you've ever made. Um, okay, so... Whew! Aloy's coming to Fortnite. Something that you're That's very happy cool. about. Yeah, I love Aloy. <laughs> Bring... You know, I'm all about the brands coming to Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more brands. They're doing a comic book crossover with Fortnite. With Batman, yep. where if you buy an DC, issue of maybe. it, you get a Harley Quinn skin. Um, so there you go. That's kind of like Aloy's coming, and uh, all of it looks good. One day we'll get like Samus or something, or we'll get. That'd be cool. That would be cool. What? Well, I don't know what else they could grab from. They could get Marcus Phoenix in there. Uh, that would be kind of cool. Or I I don't know who else they would put on the the Xbox side, but you've got to imagine Doom that. guy. I guess Doom guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess now he's technically an Xbox thing. Yeah, yeah. Skyrim guy. Sky- yeah, just put in <laughs> Dragonborn. That's his name. Yeah. No, no, Skyrim guy. Yeah. Skyrim guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, 
you know. I mean Fortnite. that. I'm frankly surprised that hasn't happened already. Yeah. You would think it would have. It, it it definitely scans. Uh, there's going to be a, you know, people out there tell me it's blue. A blue switch light being released. Uh, my eyes see purple, but everyone else says blue, and I. Definitely purple to... looking blue. <laughs> yeah, uh, more emphasis on the blue. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Unfortunately, it's, it's straddling the <laughs> fence. David. Yeah. But more of its body is over on the blue side. Yeah, it's leaning a little bit. You know, it's a really, it's a really nice looking color, though. It is so, a very good color. Here's the spectrum. I would love of... some Joy Cons of this color. Yes. yes. Uh, here's the spectrum uh, of Nintendo consoles that are bluish purplish. Um, on the blue side, you have this Switch Lite. The middle is the Game Boy Advance's like indigo. Uh, color, whatever, mm-hmm. and then the purple side is the GameCube. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're still all pretty close. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is not a they're, this is not a large colors. spectrum. They are, this now, is like quite see, literally three steps. What Nintendo should have done, and I would have actually bought it day one if they would have done this. If they would have done that clear purple, <sighs> if they would have made it out of the clear purple material, honestly. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. Nintendo. I want to s- see all this cool tech under the hood again. I just want the translucent colors, my oh, friend. that too. <laughs> uh, bring it back, Nintendo, please, for the love of God. Um, Give us something good. So let's, let's keep moving with news. Uh, really, there was a big hubbub in the Discord about the color thing. It was real fun. I did get a little too angry, and I, I'm allowed to do that because I was in there with my friends, giving them a hard time. So, um, and they still. But you were me. wrong, and I arrived and laid down the law. Yeah, you As are you the arbiter of color, and the arbiter of rhyming schemes. Yes, uh, I'm the arbiter of many things. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, if there's something out there, I'll arbit it. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a good linkedin title yeah (laughs) um you you, let's talk about a well we don't have to talk too long about it but we've got two things in our square enix corner namora specifically two Nomura, two things in the Nomura corner i know that some people that listen to the show chris when we start going down this road (laughs) you get lost but i promise we're gonna limit it to like five minutes so just stick with us buddy um, so I make Yuffie's, no promises. <laughs> Yuffie's chapter is called episode, in, in all caps, episode enter, and then lower caps, mission. Uh, it's really, it's, ex- it's really it, on the title is The title is exhausting to look at. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of love it. Yeah. And so, but the, I, I thought, do want to. I thought intergrade was good. Well, then, good thing, Seth. Intergrade still exists because yeah, that's just it. what the HD boost is called. The, the uh, PS5 uh, yeah. boost. Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it has uh, two separate names for some reason. I know. It's, it's Fascinating. very... There's no, there's no real rhyme or reason to it. It just is. Yep. 
Uh, I mean, maybe there will be rhyme or reason to it. Uh, I'm future. sure there will. Um, it all circles back around at some point. Yeah. There will be some kind of reference to it in the game. For sure. Now, Seth, something dropped the other day that... Indeed it did. Uh, Two things, even. I don't know if I ever... If I thought I would be this excited... But I'm I a I'm excited for myself, but B I'm excited for you. Yeah. Um. And so I appreciate tell, it. Tell us. I've waited long. Yeah. So we got the reveal of this a while back, but a new trailer dropped for Neo: The World Ends with You, which has the release date, which is July something. I've forgotten already. Um. <laughs> I didn't, and I didn't note it down. That's my fault. Yeah. Uh. It's. It's very cool. I actually watched back-to-back the Japanese and then the um, English trailers because as I was watching... like, Yeah, so they dropped the Japanese trailer first and I watched it all the way through and then I went back onto my Twitter time and I was like, oh, there's the English one. I'll watch that. Um, It's really cool. It introduces a bunch of characters um, and has a bunch of their... uh, shows all the voice actors. Um, it's really impressive the amount of voicing that is going on in this game. Like it, it seems to be almost fully voiced um, from from the stuff that they've shown us, which is dope. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm very excited. The music <laughs> is great. Uh, also, uh, the other thing Forrest was talking about the the anime, the first episode of the anime, also came out. Yep. Um, I'm really curious where that's going to go. Like, I watched the first episode. It was good. It was certainly an abridged version of, like, the first three days in the game um, with some kind of some, – some minor tweaks. Feels like it's uh, going as, by real fast. As they want to. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering how long it's – this. it's probably only going to end up being, like, 12 episodes, I would bet. Um, because – so I also – yesterday, David – I watched a story recap of the first one, because um, for the most part, I move. I remembered everything that happened. But the thing is, the thing that the stuff I had forgotten, which was the um, the stuff from the post uh, game episode or the post game day that was added on the Switch remake, mm-hmm. um, it. Watching that video and then watching this trailer again, it's like, oh, that is actually very important. Um, it <laughs> okay. it makes it I'm it makes me very curious, uh, like if when they release that they had already plans to make this because, because um, it's weird. Like that game came out twelve years ago and they are referencing stuff that is coming that is. Appear, appears to be in the sequel, but which is actually a sequel of the anime because that game came out 12 years ago. Um, so it's it's kind of weird because a lot of... Uh, there was a character in it that a lot of people thought was like going to be, I don't know, like one of the main character's daughter in the future or something. Um, but in the new game, it seems they exist at the same time. So it's... It's weird. I don't know. It's it's made me very excited. Uh, I also have to assume that they're going to add that stuff into the anime because it does seem to be very important. I had also forgotten how much of a bummer that ending was because it kills the main character. But now he's back in the sequel, so <laughs> who the heck knows? 
sequel slash remake slash sequel slash retelling. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm I'm super excited. I, well, it it's not a remake. It is definitely a sequel. Um, I think it takes place like three years after the first one. Um, but so I'm also the, not sure how that how that works. The theory that it's his son is not viable then. No, I don't think it can be. Because yeah. so this is like like I said, it's a sequel to the anime retelling and it uh so like the anime one is, is like set in modern times rather than mm-hmm. twelve years ago. Gotcha. Um, and I guess this the sequel is like three years after that. Um I don't know. It's there definitely appears to be some crazy time travel in it though, so who knows? So I need to ask you, uh, I'm very curious here. Uh, this game, is it going to f- fight like a Kingdom Hearts type it game? It looks like it plays it, like Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. So like, I actually, I do not think so. Um, okay. I closely, I, I did a, a, a close read of the trailer today because I was curious, like, because um, in the first, the way the game and the first one worked is you... You controlled two characters in the DS version. Um, you had one on the top screen, one on the bottom. Uh, the character, like your partner character, was kind of limited in the attacks they could do. But the main character, Neku, you had these pins that you could equip. I think it was like up to six or seven of them that all had unique attacks depending on like uh, gestures that you did with the stylus. Right. And they, they brought back that part um, in... This, the the touchscreen remake that was on the iPhone and then on the Switch, uh, but in this one it seems like there's a it, there's a shot in the trailer of like the equipment screen, and it seems like you have four characters in your party and each one has one pin assigned to them. So each of the characters seems to have one attack. Um, so it's it's probably going to work in a similar way that different gestures. Or different like uh, button inputs will result in the different um, pins that you have, the attacks that you have equipped. But it just seems like um, it'll it'll be different characters which are doing those attacks. Though from what I can tell, it looks like you're only really controlling uh, Rindo, the the main character. But I'm I'm not sure. I'm not positive I... the way it works. It's it's still really. There's not because there's not really anything to go on because it's it's entirely different from either of the previous two iterations of the combat system, so it's really hard to tell the way it actually works. Right. I'm just really hoping that I don't have to use the touch screen to control this game. I don't think you will. It doesn't. I'm I'm pretty sure they've made it because it's also on PS5. So right. Um, right. Unless they're unless they're going deep into the touchpad on that controller. Uh, I think Highly it's all gonna it. be it's all gonna be um, uh, con- button based. Cool. Um, very excited. Uh, still can't figure out what the black thing on his chin is. Uh, it's a mask. It's a mask. I, I don't. Yeah, know he's wearing a mask. a mask. It is a mask. Like Nomura said, it was a oh, face it is? mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He just right. has it on his chin mm. for the duration of the whole game. I'd like to think he puts it on at some point. Although, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, because exactly. there is a character who is wearing a mask 
who other people are referring to the name of the main character from the first one, but has the same hair color and is also wearing that mask and uh, of of the main character of Neo. Uh, and there is time travel, so you know it's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's some there's some stuff going on. I'm 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 super excited for this game to come out, uh, and I'm also excited to see how they adapt the game into the anime as it continues. Yes, I'm also very excited, especially since this is a sequel to the anime and not the game, uh, so that I can actually like, you know, ingest the the content if yeah. that makes sense. But let me tell you, the voice cast, the English voice cast is like really really good they oh okay a, so i don't have to a, watch it in... uh well no i'm just i'm talking about uh for the upcoming game oh um, okay. the, the english cast um they appear to have brought back all of the the people who were voice actors in in the first one um so yeah and and there's a, there's just a ton of ton of ton of really good voices um it seems like that's gonna be a lot of a lot of fun good very exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, that was a little longer than five minutes, Chris, but we hope you... Yeah. Get over <laughs> yeah, it. I hope you stuck around. Uh, do you think that the sky being the same as the Kingdom Hearts 3 box art has anything to do with the I, game? I'm <laughs> going to say that I do not at this juncture, but there is some. there are some shenanigans that are happening in the game that if they wanted to they could they could s- s- make it slide into kingdom hearts i don't think they're going to i think that's more of a uh, artistic coincidence because the designers are similar right i mean same this is the same designer i should we'll say we'll see we'll see um all right let's move on to uh the borderlands movie casting quarter um Daughter, daughter of General Knox, Commander Knox, has been casted. Um, I didn't catch the name, but I saw that a Knox character was yes, casted. Yes, it is Janina Gavankar, who we all know as uh, the protagonist from Star Wars Battlefront Two. Oh, her! Yeah, yeah. Huh. she did all the voice acting and the. The mocap and yeah, yeah, she was Eden Versio. Mm-hmm. They made a whole big deal about her, yeah, and now she is going to be Commander Knox, the daughter of Borderlands One DLC villain General Knox. The people they're deciding to include in this game or movie is baffling. Uh, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question for the both of you. Okay, what do you I'm think here. the odds are? That we get a game based on this movie. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I I don't know. Because it's going to be called Borderlands the, the movie, movie, the, the game. game. You know what? Fair. Like yep. Street Fighter the movie, yep. the video game. They're going to call it that. It's going to be a big uh, joke. It's yeah, it's going to be the biggest joke, and they super might, tongue in cheek. They might even get they're they're not going to get the voice actors, or they're not going to get the actors to do the voices, but they're going to get similar ones, and they're going to poke fun at it. I, I, I the bet game. they will, they'll bring back 
like the original voice actors of the characters. Like Ooh. it'll it'll mm. it'll appear to be all the same characters from the bo- from Borderlands. They're just they're just in a different story. And they look different. They look like <laughs> they look like Kevin Hart. And, you could get yeah. super meta with this. <clears throat> yeah. Which I don't trust. And they, them to. and they would. They absolutely would. I don't trust them to do it well though. Right. Yeah, it course. won't be. Or it'll be yeah. Borderlands 3 DLC. Uh, I don't mm. know about that. Maybe. I think it's more likely that it's a whole game. Yes, yeah, unto game. itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like the pre-sequel. Yeah. Yeah. They so I was yeah. Just thinking, probably made by the pre-sequel people. They yeah. can't help themselves. It's <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has speculated about it, but if they haven't, then they're going to hear us and be like, man, this is something we should have thought of. These guys were onto something. We should listen to them. Yeah. Weekly. Um, Let's talk about other more interesting things, Uh, but we've got to do the Borderlands movie (laughs) casting. Uh, Yeah. Because I imagine that we'll get casting up until the movie comes out. Um, For sure. (laughs) So. And we'll definitely have the exclusive review. Um, oh yeah! Here on Suplex, I six. cannot wait to review this movie, uh, for sure. Uh, Apex Legends has hit 100 million players, and they released a I'm little. I'm proud video. to be one of them. Seven, I are proud to be among the first million players. Probably. I would like to be in that as well. I was. I downloaded that the day it, I was able to. Day one. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. So I guess we. We I might. like to think I was in the first five, but I don't know that that's accurate. I think I was like number two. I was, I was like probably like jerk. number 999,999 because my internet's slow. Ooh, just, yeah. just got in there. Just, just got barely, in there. Just in there. Barely snuck in. Um, but we'll give you credit. Yeah. Thank you. Still made it. That's all I've ever wanted. Uh, we all get uh, one million badges. Or badges with one million on it, not a million oh. badges. <laughs> yeah, that would be I would too many. Like a million badges. That would be too many badges. I'll throw those on my. There's apron. already too many badges in the character in that in that one uh, screen. Um, so they teased a flying character, <laughs> yeah, and a nighttime city area that would go into Kings Canyon, possibly. Interesting. And that's interesting because they have also teased all the Titanfall content. And from what I remember, there was no just straight up flying in Titanfall the way it appears to be in the game. There, there's like a hover ability, but that's not the what the tease we see. So, yeah. mm, interesting stuff. That character was flying. <laughs> Perhaps even gliding. I mean, it still, depends. It's, it was moving across yeah, the sky. You don't really glide yes. upward. Yeah. I didn't. So that clip of the character, it's I didn't prob- feel like it was going upwards. I felt like it was yeah, kind of like going the, the sideways. Ca- the camera angle. Yeah. Still, uh, characters were on the ground and it was in the air. Yes. So that's the big thing here. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe the character's ability will be when it hits a jump tower, it gets like an extended glide, or something. Like it can yeah, shoot. But it was while it was it was upright gliding though. or something. Yeah, or it can shoot while flying. That would be crazy. Mm, that would be interesting. We'll see. We're very close to season nine. Yes. Um, Indie World Showcase. I want. I don't want to go too deep into this because there's a lot. 
Um, yeah. What is uh, some of the highlights for y'all? What are what are some of your highlights? Uh, the first two that really stuck out to me were uh, Never Yield and Ollie Ollie World. Mm. Mm. So yeah, Ollie Ollie World. Uh, I, it's got a cool look to it. I just I never I I tried to play the the previous games. I could just never get into it, but. Maybe I'll give it another shot. I've never played them. So Never Yield really got me too. Yeah. Um, and The Longing was looked really interesting to me. Yeah, The Longing is... Uh, it, it, it had a bunch of uh, talk about it when it first came out on PC because it takes 400 days real time uh, to finish. Jeez. Wait, that's it's real time? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome, and I'm gonna definitely play that. That's great. So, yep. Does the clock still go even like when you're not playing? Yeah. Like, okay. Thank God. <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be playing it for 400 Ooh. days worth of in-game time. That'd be insane. It's just like from when you begin. Uh, it, like you play the servant of this king who is asleep. And who will wake up 400 days from when you begin the game. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, Seth, what uh, what really stood out to you? So, I think the thing that... Uh, there's this game called Road 96, which was this, it's like this procedural road trip uh, game. But it was the trailer for it was like real creepy. Yeah. Uh, so that grabbed me in that way. But... As for games that I thought looked really cool, there was um, Skull the Hero Slayer, which seems to... F- we finally get a game where we, you get to play as Sans. I mean, that's not what it actually is, but... <laughs> um, um, I specifically didn't bring this one up because I was like, I'm excited for it, but I know Seth is going to bring this one up. Yeah, it looks cool. It's a, it's like, it's a platformer, an action platformer, like roguelite-style game. So you know, right in my right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. With the with the a character who you change form by equipping other heads. I really uh, like the concept and some of the mechanics for it, but I don't like the general look of the gameplay. Unfortunately, hmm. it seems hmm. uh, I don't know it. It's almost my alley. It but looks like it's right up your alley. It's. It looks it's, like slightly I mean, to the right of my alley. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I can I understand that. Um, and we'll see. Like, I think, I think it has a chance to be fun. The There's other thing I thought. There's over 90 heads in the game, by the way. Yeah, that's I a lot of heads. It's over 90 The other abilities. thing that I thought looked real cool was Aztec Forgotten Gods. Yeah. Uh, where you play as, uh, I'm not really sure how to describe it. Uh, and it's Aztec spelled A-Z-T-E-C-H because you've got a character with a big robot arm. Um. But it's super cool looking. It's got a really, really dope art style, and and I, I I'm not really sure, quite sure what the gameplay is, but it looks cool. So, do you want to know what my terrible thought of was the moment I when I saw that trailer? What? Uh, it was that man. I really hope that that is on some other platforms because <laughs> yeah, I, it, it does not look like a game that would run that well on a Switch. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, it is going to be on Steam. Um, it looks like, but that's the only other platform announced for. Yeah. So um, there was also this game. This wasn't like I thought this was kind of cool looking when they showed it, but after like 
after the end of the showcase and learning what it was, I thought it was even more interesting. Uh, Getsu Fumaden Undying Moon. Uh, yes. So this is being published by Konami, who does not make games anymore. Um, this is a sequel to like a, I think it was like a, a like a 1987 like beat 'em up game called Getsu Fumaden. Uh, which apparently it's it has a lot of the mechanics which would then go on to be reused in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game that everyone loves, mm. um, and which they which a po- which a developer has decided to bring back. And this it sounds like it's going to be they called it like a Roguevania, so it's it's going to have roguelike um, mechanics and uh, like the modern Castlevania stylings. And also, it's presented in this uh, ukiyo-e uh, art style. Uh, so it's it's. I don't know that the gameplay itself looked all looked that compelling to me, but it's got a it's got an interesting story to it. All right. Um, There's also that one game that looked like Where's Waldo, which looked cool. <laughs> uh, the the only other one that I, the uh, two I guess uh, that there is no game wrong dimension. Uh, that looks weird. Yeah. Uh, there's like gonna be a House of the Dead remake, I guess. Wooey! Uh, that's weird. <laughs> Give me a typing of the Dead remake. Yeah, there we go. Um, on the Switch, somehow. <laughs> God, there's an Indie World sale, so there's a ton of indies on sale starting today until the 25th. Uh, I got a notification that Castle, because Castle Crashers has been in my wish list. <laughs> And it's like six bucks now, so definitely gonna grab that. Um, Castle Castle Crashers in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I never played it. What a thought! And everyone always told me it was really good. I never played it either. Yeah, so I was too busy playing Halo at the time. Yeah, so we can play it together. There we go. Uh, it's I've been told it's best with four people also. So, <clears throat> did you? I, I blanked. Did we cover that Oxenfree 2 was announced in this? No. We did not. None of us said we were excited. I never played Oxenfree, although I will admit that the trailer did uh, pique my interest. Yeah, I'm going to play Oxenfree now. It's uh, it's on Game Pass. Um, yeah. And so if you have a, you know, a certain phone with a, a certain controller, it's really good to play narrative-style <laughs> games um, remotely. Um, mm, that's so. an interesting idea there. Yeah. If only a thing like that existed. Right. Strange. Curious. Also, David, I have to say I am sorry for your loss. <sighs> Listen, at this point, you want you want to know my giant brain idea, Seth? Tell me. At this point, you've got to think Hollow Knight was such a big success that they can't just waste it on an indie world showcase. <laughs> They've got to have it. <laughs> They've got to have it during Prime the Big Time Bowl Direct. direct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds like you're coping, bud. Listen, I probably do agree with you, though. That he's coping? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. <laughs> Listen, of course. I've got to be honest with you. Hollow Knight is still in my like top three of video games of all time. Oh, absolutely. And uh, if you haven't played it, play it. And we will eventually get Silk Song brothers and sisters out there. 
We will get Silk Song and it will be glorious. I hope it happens it was playable. Soon for you. It was playable two E3s ago, and it one day will get Imagine it. Imagine how playable it is now, though. I know. Uh, uh, it's probably so playable. <laughs> it's, so, it's so playable, probably. Um, the thing is, it's like three dudes making it. and Yeah. Um, we, gotta, we, we cut him a little slack. Yeah, I'm... It's there. I know it's. Man. The amount of love I have for that game. We'll get it eventually. I love. I do. It makes me happy, though, to see all of the other Hollow Knight fans post stuff on the days of these showcases. Yeah. Because it reminds me that other people have played this game besides me. And. um, uh, Man. I want to go and re- I want to replay it. Like I I re-downloaded it the other day. It's a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. Cuz I dropped like 50 60 hours and I didn't do all the content. So that game has like a solid 90 hours of content in Jeez. it uh with all the DLCs. So and all the DLCs are free. Not this DLC. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a DLC anymore. Yeah, it's we not, know. It's not. It's DLC a full anymore. game, uh, which is I, why two years a, two years ago when it was a DLC, it was playable. No, no, no. That's that was after it was announced as playable, huh. or that was after it was announced as a full game. Hmm. I see. Um, so, yeah, uh, man, I'm telling you the 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 lore dump you're going to get from me the moment we actually get a. Silk Song to come out. Uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be your Mega Man Zero moment. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, so, all right. Uh, I'm done reminiscing on my very positive feelings about Hollow Knight. And we'll, you know, I'm not mad at Oxen Free 2. It looks great. I'm I, At the end of it, I wasn't mad. I'm like, fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm not <laughs> upset. You know, uh, Eric. The, that never yield game looks real cool. Yeah. The longing, like there was cool games in here, and I'm happy for them. And we get an E3 showcase in June. And if uh, Hollow Knight's not there, then uh, God help Neil Druckmann, because um, I'm gonna have to take it <laughs> out. Coming for something. you, Neil. <laughs> uh, um, so <laughs> if uh, you know. Just watch out on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'll blame. I'll find a way to blame Neil for Hollow Knight. Uh, so, all right. With that, oh, buddy. I appreciate everyone listening to this crazy show, and we will talk at you next week. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye, Neil Druckmann. <laughs> Seeing your nightmares, Neil Druckmann. <laughs> <laughs>